Hello and welcome to the Pod Sounds Cool podcast, the podcast that aims to help you improve your podcast and gets into the lifestyle and struggles of podcasters. This is your host, Veronica, and here with me is my sidekick, Pain and the Ribs, Studio Steve. Hey, everyone. I'm the social media branding and content strategies for the Pod Sounds Cool. And I'm the producer and creative director, and we're here to teach you all the skills and show you all the tools to help you create a podcast that people will go crazy about. I hope you guys are ready for this episode. This episode is going to make you cringe. Yes, it'll it's make, make you cringe. It's going to make you laugh. Laugh. It's going to make you sad a little bit. Might make you cry. It might make you cry a little. Yes. Uh, but we'll be sharing with you the 10 things podcast listeners find most annoying, and this is gold. Yeah, and this comes from a lot of Googling and a lot of interneting. Uh, we went to forums and blog articles all about this topic what podcast listeners find annoying. So during this episode, we're going to cover the top 10, and we're not going to shout out or tell you where any of these comments that we read are coming from, but you will find the links to the specific blog articles that we're extracting this information from, and also the forums and all of that. You'll find all the links in this episode's description. Do you use Twitter too? No. This is just uh, some fun articles and a really fun forum all on this topic as well too. Yeah, we're going to be reading to you the exact language. Don't think that this is coming from us. This is the no. exact language and the exact wording that people are using on these articles, their yeah. comments about podcasting. And some of them are anonymous, right? Yeah, some of them are anonymous. Some of them are just in these like forum groups, like mm -hmm. public chat groups, uh, similar to Quora and Reddit. Mm -hmm. I think some of them are actually from Reddit. So... Let's yeah. just get to it. Yeah, and also to protect the identities, we're not going to be sharing any uh, nicknames or any uh, names. Or tags we, or, or tags anything like that. Or tags that we no. came across, nothing uh -uh. like that. Just a comment. Yeah, just a comment. Okay. Number one. Bad audio, not editing. So the first comment says... I, too, listen to 1,535,646,363 podcasts a week, LOL. Wow. General complaint, shoddy audio. I'll move on quick if a show sounds like people are talking into a tin can. See? Yeah, I know. I, I am very impressed that you were able to read that number. Actually, <laughs> I skipped a couple numbers at the end. It's more than a trillion. So. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And uh, and this next comment is actually number 21 from a really fun article called The 31 Slightly Annoying Things from Podcasts. And you can check out that article, uh, find the link in the description of this episode. And that is 21, hearing weird background noises because the host is clearly doing it from their kitchen. Yeah, this is so valuable because as a podcast listener, I don't particularly feel good with confrontation. So these are their real thoughts, what they really think. Yeah, because they're not talking to production. podcasters. They're, this and isn't their iTunes review. This is their iTunes review, or you know, sometimes we just want to give our the best reviews to our to our friends. You know, our friend just does just launched a podcast and we don't want to destroy his or her self-esteem. <laughs> but this is the, the truth. Mm -hmm. Audio production is important. And I'm sorry, but if a podcast doesn't have a good audio production, I just don't I, I get move into on really I move in much. really quickly. Mm -hmm. And I can't get in, into it. And they say a lot, you hear a lot of really good podcast editors and audio people say 
that you shouldn't know that the editing is going on. Mm -hmm. Like you should be unaware of the editing. It's、mm -hmm. just clean, nice sounding voices, a little bit of compression, a little bit of noise reduction. Those kind of things、mm -hmm. really help out. Yeah, and these are things that are noticeable. Like these aren't experts talking about. No, and actually these two things, using the audio production jargon. No,、like、and into a talking into a tin can. Yeah, and、uh, from their kitchen. From your kitchen. So you're talking about reverb there, which、mm -hmm. means you need to put some. Padding in your room. You From, need to.、Yeah. You have a lot of hard surfaces that are making reverb or echo happen in your. Or the refrigerator is、uh -huh. going, and that can also be the tin can thing. But the tin can thing is probably also has to do with phone or remote interviews or not using the best microphone or not using good microphone technique.、Mm -hmm. All those things can cause that tin can sound. Yeah. So pay attention to your to your audio production and just have in mind that it's important. Yeah, and I'm glad we spent a little time on this one, but we'll cruise through the next ten a little quicker. Yeah, so this is another common podcasters would say we'll edit this all out, and then not editing any of it out. I enjoyed hearing this joke the first hundred times or so, but a few thousand times later, it's starting to feel like a bit of a cliche. Yeah,、uh -huh. <laughs> and then number we'll edit we'll edit this out, and then、oh, they keep well, it. Yeah, and then they keep it in there. Number twenty-two from that same article I mentioned, she says, and then promising to edit this bit out later, but never getting around to it. So a lot of people have that、uh, annoyance.、Mm -hmm. And then number two, there's this a big complaint that people have is not having good audio quality.、Mm -hmm. And then there's a person who left a huge list of audio pet peeves, and I think a lot of this is a valuable because again, this isn't a podcaster; it's a podcast listener. This is、mm -hmm. what your listeners think about your show. Listen back to at least a couple minutes of the damn episodes to make sure the audio sounds good. Take some of those Patreon coins and buy an effing pop filter for the microphone. Oh, I bleeped out the f word. <laughs>、uh, learn to mute yourself before sneezing and coughing. I also can't stand when a podcast has multiple hosts and one of them is murmuring into the mic like they're a late night DJ for a quiet <laughs> storm radio channel, but the other host is effing screaming the whole time. <laughs> That's you and me. That is you and me, and you're laughing. And their laughing distorts the microphone. <laughs> Sounds like she's in a tin can, and I can't stand people with accents. Some of these comments are a bit too harsh. Yeah, some of these comments are a bit too harsh. But what it really does get around to is good audio quality. Make、mm -hmm. sure that you understand microphone technique that and you're getting. And have the listener in mind. Yeah, have the listener in mind. Get good levels into your microphone.、Uh, use a good preamp.、Uh, use an audio interface. Also, put some affordable padding on your walls, and check that you're getting a good level into your computer. Or even into your phone. Sometimes we speak so close to the microphones in our phones that we distort them. And this one is important. And I have a question for you.、Uh, this is number twenty-three,、uh, assuming of the same article. Of the same article, yep. It says sound quality on phone calls being so awful, you wonder why they're even included. Yeah. So how can you address that? How can you make that better? Yeah, and I、um, talked about that earlier in this section too. And that's remote audio recordings are. The bane of all of our existence, I think, is especially interview podcasts. The first thing to do is to choose a good remote recording solution. You have to have one of those, and the two of those would be Riverside FM or Squadcast FM. We'll leave the links to those in this episode's description. They're just if you haven't heard of them before, recording solutions that prioritize really high audio quality from your guest and from you at the same time, so you can use them in your podcast. But Even with a good recording solution like that, the other reason that happens is because we might be on our nice podcast microphone, but our guest is using their phone, or their guest is in their bathroom or kitchen, 
where the guest doesn't know anything about microphone techniques. So their phone or their microphone's really far away from their face and there's a fan running in the background and there's, you know, the kids are yelling and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. That can be addressed by having that uh, nice email beforehand or just talking to people beforehand saying, hey, like, um, I want you to sound your best. You know, what kind of microphone do you have? Do you have a USB microphone? And a lot of uh, professional interview podcasters actually send equipment to their guests, believe it or not, Mm -hmm. Um, or on Amazon, they'll send them a $100 microphone, or they have a few different headset microphones that they mail out to their guests, and then with a return envelope. Um, Luckily, if there was anything good that came from COVID, uh, a lot of people wound up getting into Zoom and getting into remote recording. Yeah, getting more familiar. Getting more familiar with that. So everyone speaks that jargon a little bit now. Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised the amount of people who actually do have a USB microphone. Yeah. So have that conversation with people beforehand. We've spent a long time on this one point and we have 10 Yeah, and then I have a little bit more to say about that because mm-hmm. I want to advocate for us podcasters and all podcasters in general. And if you're a podcast listener, if you're not a podcaster yet, I'm sure there's a reason why you're listening to our podcast because you want to have a podcast. Yeah, yeah. But if you're a podcast listener, just have a little bit of grace with... Uh, those interviews, they're really hard to edit. They're really hard to get. Uh, some of po- some podcasters are reaching out to celebrities and they're mm-hmm. always on the go. They're always uh, going from one place to the other. Airports are different locations. Yeah. And the only thing that they have is their phones. And that's the only way that they can get the interview. Then the the sound quality is not gonna is not gonna be it's not good. gonna sound good. Yeah, they they are getting the interview and they're getting that information to you. They're going above and beyond. So have a little bit of grace. One thing I like about that thought is when she says, "Wonder why they are even included." These bad phone qualities from mm-hmm. that from that. Uh, Sometimes that's the only thing you have. Yeah, but you can get creative with that. You can paraphrase. You can NPR it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you could say she was in the airport and the, the audio quality was horrible. So mm-hmm. you let her start talking with that crappy audio quality and then you duck it, they say, or you turn mm-hmm. the volume of it down and you paraphrase for her. She oh, went I on to that. say this or she went on to say this. Mm-hmm. So you can keep that little audio clip there for proof that you actually did talk mm-hmm. to this person. Yeah. But then, you know, paraphrase. Yeah, because that listeners. way you can set the the the, ze- the You can set the, scene, set the scene. And you can bring them into your interview. Uh-huh. And then it's not like, oh, this whole, I'm going to have to listen to this whole to podcast this whole, with the audio sounding like Yeah, no like breaks that. for your brain or for your ears. Yeah, so there's always creative, creative solutions. I love that. Yeah. And it gives it like a more journalistic feel mm-hmm. to the episode. Yeah. It will require a little bit more... Work, work and knowing how to edit a little bit but if it's i mean if you're if you're interviewing kevin hart uh-huh or you know i don't know why i brought i, I like kevin hart yeah you've been <laughs> you've been kind of on a kevin hart thing lately yeah mm-hmm. i don't like him physically but and we're just, seeing like, him everywhere makes me laugh. we went to chase bank the other day and he's on there you yeah, know, know doing something for them i know he's everywhere anyway, anyway so finishing up this is the last comment i didn't want to skip through over this one before we move on to number two mm-hmm. and that's this guy says almost all shows would benefit from a good editor that wasn't me saying that, mm-hmm. okay? I, I agree with that, and I say that too. And I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to take the time to learn how mm-hmm. to edit and to spend the time to properly edit a podcast episode, which should be like a minimum of an hour, and that's like the bare minimum. You should be spending an hour or two editing your podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. Or I personally don't think that you're doing the job right. Yeah. If you want to argue with me, uh, then please feel free. You can email me or hit me up on Twitter at PodSoundSchool. <laughs> And um, I'll convince you otherwise. And if you don't have the time to do that, you can um, hire a podcast editor um, as well to help you out. Um, hire a professional to get your podcast episodes out really good. Like we do. Mm-hmm. We have a really great podcast editor, Daniela, and she is the one who edited this lovely podcast episode you're listening to right now. 
Number two. Number two. Going off topic. So going off topic is so easy to do because podcasting is so much fun. Maybe at first you're nervous, and then after that, you kind of just get wrapped up in the conversation. It's fun. Here, let's just quickly read through these. I think we all understand what going off topic is, but here's some comments from actual podcast listeners, and we'll read through these and get right on to number three. Okay. When they constantly go off tangent about irrelevant shit, I don't give an F about your man or the day that you went on last week. <laughs> get the F in show. Get to the F in show. Tangents are hardly ever funny, too. You know... If that hurt you a little bit because you love tangenting, it's true, though. Like, Mm -hmm. you got to constantly put your Mm -hmm. listener there in the room with you, put a picture of your ideal listener on a chair, Mm -hmm. and look over at it. People are listening to you. I guess uh, just a few pointers there Mm -hmm. because, you know, the fun of podcasting is is having conversations. But just make sure that when you go off tangents that you give context to your tangent. Yeah. That you're just not start talking about something and assuming that the listener is going to know what you're talking about. Yep. If you get a little bit of context and then you keep it short and then you go back yeah. to the episode, then I think that's okay. Or you can edit. And here is a quick tip on that topic. Let's say Veronica and I just went off topic and I want to signal to myself later that I want to remove this part. We can just clap. That clap makes a nice spike in the audio. We could also just be quiet for a minute. Hey, let's just be quiet for one second before, and then we need to get back mm-hmm. on topic. Hey, we need to get back on topic. Be quiet for a minute. Yeah. Then you see that little blank spot in your audio file, and you know, oh, that's where we went off topic. So there's little cues you and can give And also you yourself. can communicate with your editor. Yes. And to cut certain parts out. Mm-hmm. Some podcasters, also many podcasters, will keep a timestamp going. I have a Zoom recorder that we're using with this episode right now, and I can see it's we've been going for a certain amount of minutes. So I could say, hey, oh, make a little note. 17 minutes, we went off topic, right? Mm-hmm. So let's cruise through the rest of this. Yeah. Here are the other going off topic quotes. I'm going to do this one with maybe a Southern accent. Okay. Hopefully I don't offend anyone, but we're in North Carolina now, so I can do it. Not sure if this is a trope, but I can't stand too much banter. Even on informational podcasts, hosts and guests try too hard to be funny. Just stick with the topic and let the humor be a byproduct. Okay. that was that was excellent okay also the episode will be 25 minutes of them rambling over each other and five minutes over the actual topic of the podcast that's so true and on this i want to talk about my own annoyance and i know this is an annoyance of yours too veron Mm because we review a lot of podcasts together yeah start at least start off the episode talking about where you're gonna go with the episode and what you're gonna tell us what you're going to do for the listener. Like in this episode, we're going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And then if you are going to do a little 5, 10, 15 minute, how was your weekend thing? And that works. A lot of very popular podcasts do that. Keep it as short as possible and maybe even say, okay, let's do our, where let's catch up for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. If you don't care about us, skip ahead to, you know, minute number 10. And those kind of things are creative ways around mm-hmm. that. Yeah, people, people, listen. Please. Please, please. Like you've seen TikTok. I mean, uh-huh. in 30 seconds, you can get all the information about your skincare, your, your, you know, there's cleaning TikTok, there's, there's cooking TikTok. Don't make your intros so long that ultimately your listener will give up and move on. It's true. You make it quick, you make it to the point and you deliver the information, you uh, leave the call to actions there. Yeah. And then you move on. And you know what? Even better, just pre-record your intro piece and then pre-record move on. Pre-record your intro piece. To finish this off, 
there are two more. One is the entire opening 15 to 20 minutes of some podcast in which the host and their guests talk about what they did or what they're up to instead of getting right to the actual content <laughs> of the cast. Annoying. When they go off topic. That was pretty good. <laughs> okay, moving on to number three. Ads. So I'm just going to read the first two and you read the last three. Okay. I don't like ads either, but I'd rather hear a straightforward ad than a BS testimonial. It's never convincing to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then this is number eight from that same article we've been reading from. Having to hear your favorite host half enthusiastically talk about how much they love their new mattress, watch, or set of razors. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, and there's so much to say about <laughs> this. Ads in episode one, especially ads at the beginning of episode one. Look, you haven't hooked me in yet. You haven't given me any value. You haven't convinced me to be a fan yet. I'm not subscribed, but I gave your show a chance, and your grand opening to impress and delight me is an ad. Many Wondery and Gimlet shows do this, and I feel like I'm slapped in the face every time. Ooh. Well, he has a strong opinion about that. Mm-hmm. This is another one. I hate fake testimonials, and it makes me hate the product. So that's bad for advertisers, too. Yeah, and then the last one. Trying to sound really enthusiastic about their new set of razors, mattresses, whatever, and trying to persuade everyone that they've hired people from Sip Recruiter. <laughs> <laughs> Sip Recruiter. I can't even say Sip Recruiter. Um, has anyone ever actually bought something or used a service after hearing it advertised on a podcast? I don't agree with, with some of the comments here. Yeah, I also don't agree with a lot of the comments here. Mm-hmm. But I think it does give us some insights about some creative solutions, some creative solutions. that could make our listeners yeah. feel like we know them. I would say, number one, just advertise products that you just have some integrity when it comes to advertising and... Uh, sponsorships in your in your podcast it's mm-hmm. your podcast you're the executive producer you can do whatever you want you can only affiliate with companies that you agree with that you know that your audience is gonna like that you have used the products that maybe they have shipped the products to you which by the way don't pay for them they should be shipping those to you for free mm-hmm. And after trying them, if they're a good product, then go ahead and that will come across more like real and genuine and not yeah, forced. and not, not forced like, and oh, not I wanna, fake. I want to make money. Yeah. And I would say some of the best examples of podcasts who do this and make their listeners love it and convert sales for their advertisers are the ones who like have fun with it. Maybe yeah. make a skit with it, get creative with it, and just uh, find ways that you can make your ads fun for your listener because the funner they are, the more you're going to convert sales. The more they're going to click on the link that the company gave you, your uh, affiliate link that has your, you know, slash my podcast name, right? Yeah. So, yeah, but with that, we need to support ourselves. And ads are a thing that are coming more and more. Yeah. The the days of podcasts being ad free, I think, are soon going to be behind us mm-hmm. because we're going to either have to pay for a subscription to get our podcast ad free or we're just going to hear ads on them like we see ads on YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's just coming because of the way the industry is changing. Yeah. And if somebody wants to listen to your podcast ad free, then there there should be an option. There should be an option to do that. You should be providing that option. And you can provide that option. um, You know, you could provide that option. But right now, they're not hearing ads if your podcast is just new Mm -hmm. because you're not uh, reading any host read ads or maybe you are set up with a podcast host that allows you to play ads. And I'm sure for many of you, listening there are a ton of questions about this Mm -hmm. so don't get overwhelmed 
we'll do an episode about yeah. this. And again, if you do have questions about advertising, you can hit us up on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. But My last comment is don't clutter your episodes with a bunch of advertisement. Be very selective yeah. and particular. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to number four. Pushing Patreon and rating five-star reviews. Uh-huh. This kind of comes from the same where you realize that, and anytime you do these surveys of either podcast listeners or even audience members on YouTube or even people on social media, people want their content and they want it free, you mm-hmm. know? And that's just getting us into that psyche of people. And that's just how people are. It's kind of unfortunate for us as content creators, mm-hmm. but they just want their shit for free, you mm-hmm. know? That's kind of what all these are. I'll read the first two and you can read the second two. Um, spending six minutes at the start of each episode, giving an Oscar acceptance speech where they thank people for listening, thank people for subscribing to their Patreon, read out a list of their Patreon users' names. Why? Remind everyone of the social media handles, etc. Shut up and start the damn episode. Oh. That's harsh, isn't it? It is. It is harsh. But I can understand it. I can relate yeah, to I it. Yeah, I can understand like as a podcast listener, and maybe if you're new to the podcast, then you just can't understand like why they're doing that. So that's why creating uh, your podcast episodes, having in mind the new listeners, mm-hmm. it's a it's a good idea. Yeah, and if actually, if you want to give shout outs, if you want to um, do all that stuff and read reviews, I think you should keep it to the minimum, mm-hmm. and maybe use another platform for that. Yes, I think you can use your social media. You can use Instagram. You can uh, create a Facebook group and yeah, and shout out people there. I love what you just brought up, and this is so cool. And I hope that you guys are still listening and taking this in because there's a lot of good tips in this episode. But a lot of us are trying to get people from social media over to our podcast. That's mm-hmm. like our main focus. But you should also think of trying to get people from your podcast over to your social media mm-hmm. too. So you can use your podcast to grow your Instagram. Yeah. And running a campaign where only on your Instagram or only on your Twitter is where you shout out your patrons mm-hmm. and share some information about them. I like that a lot. Yeah, you can say that in the in the episode. You can be like, I uh, shout people out for my audience every Tuesday on my Instagram stories. Make sure mm-hmm. that you watch my Instagram stories and then you get a lot of traffic from your podcast to your, to your Instagram. Instagram stories. And you, you get to on your Instagram stories and you say, so, so-and-so, uh, you know, this is the review you left us. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, thank and you so much. And that's actually going to be more beneficial to getting those people on Instagram to come back over to your podcast mm-hmm. because they see the story and you're reading reviews from people and you're talking about patrons. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, if they have patrons, if they're getting these reviews, I've been seeing them on social media for a while. I think I'm going to go check out their mm-hmm. podcast. Right? Yeah. The other thing you can do is a little disclaimer before you start doing that. And if you're a new listener and then we do shout outs and we... Uh, mm-hmm. Do a little bit of, of community engagement the first uh, two minutes of the episode. Of you are welcome to skip this and get to the episode. So a little disclaimer. Disclaimers so people are people are good not too. get caught by surprise. We're talking about disclaimers. We're talking about headers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call it a header when, when we're doing this. I say, you want to do the header, Veronica? And mm-hmm. we usually do a weird voice. It's kind of become a custom in our podcast. But I think you can do something similar in almost every podcast. Mm-hmm. Like something at the beginning of a segment. But also just disclaimer. And you can have fun with effects that way. I love to throw a little reverb or delay into my podcast mixes. So anyway. Okay, the next one. Sorry to bring it up again, but the reading out all of the patron donors' names at the start of each episode is so bizarre to me. And then the other comment, Patreons, period. Some podcasts really get greedy with that shit. (laughs) And I can't stand it. And I can't stand it. <laughs> okay, this it, it hurts. It does. It hurts. It hurts because uh, why? Uh, what uh, do people think that we are not entitled to make money with our creation? Like that, our time is free. Or I know what? it hurts, but yes, that's exactly what they think. They think the same thing on YouTube. <laughs> they want your content, but they don't want to buy your shit. 
And most of them are never going to turn around to buy in your shit. Mm -hmm. But what it is, is thinking to yourself, it's not about selling them. It's about making them addicted to me. Mm -hmm. Because once they become one of my super fans, they'll buy anything I tell them Mm -hmm. to. Yeah. yeah. So if you're a podcast listener, I hope you're not that way. I hope that you go out there and you support the local businesses. Yeah. And that you support your uh, content creators that you uh, watch or listen to contact from. Yeah. That the, you support them in some in, in any kind of way. Any kind of way. A lot possible. of people have a buy me a coffee where you can buy them a coffee for two dollars. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have patrons, Patreon accounts. And now Apple's starting a new subscription program. I hope a lot of people are taking advantage of that. And if you hear them say, hey, you can subscribe to me here for $3 a month and it helps mm-hmm. me do this and you get access to this, do it. Yeah. And you maybe uh, maybe uh, there's sometimes people don't understand the amount of work that goes into into podcasting and uh, that's okay. Let me illustrate it for you. Let me Let me show it to you if you're a podcast listener. But before we even sat here, we put hours into researching the topic putting an outline together sometimes i take it takes hours for me to write a script for either our videos or our podcast episodes then we sit down here and we record for an hour or so and then we send this to our editor who spends hours editing this episode and then after that we post it so you guys can enjoy it Mm -hmm. and then we have to do promotion because we want to grow our audience and bring more listeners so it's a lot of work that goes into podcasting. Yeah. And I think seeking to be compensated. Yeah. It's it's a valuable thing to do. Very it's, valuable, but it's mm-hmm. it's also really cool when you're seeking to be compensated to check out how people feel about it. Mm-hmm. Right? And to look at these forums and stuff. So we did that for you because people are reluctant. Mm-hmm. There's also, you'll hear a lot of people say, maybe don't use the word subscribe. And I think Apple's changing that to follow mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. people associate that word with giving you money. Mm-hmm. People have been burned before and we are all so over-advertised too. We just don't like it. Mm-hmm. I want to follow you just because I like you. And and once I know you're trying to make money from me, it kind of makes me not like you as much. I don't get it. You don't get that? No. Well, I don't get it either. And, and but I am like that. I, you know, it sucks because as a content creator, I shouldn't be like that. It's kind mm-hmm. of immoral of me to be like that. Mm-hmm. But I just am. I don't want to, I don't want to buy people's stuff, you know? <laughs> Um, but like I said, unless I'm a super fan, then it's a totally different psychology and I'll buy everything they tell me to, mm-hmm. right? Everything they buy, everything, every, they talk about a mattress. It's, it's in my room because mm-hmm. I'm a super fan. So it's about how can you do that for your listeners? How can you make your listeners? And that's to really just build yourself up to be confident. And that brings us perfectly to the next one, mm-hmm. which is number five, self-deprecating comments. This is a pet peeve of mine, too. Yeah, so there's just um, two here we can read. You can read the first one if you want. Give a clear, straightforward, and honest description, but don't ever belittle your show. You want to build a loyal following and not turn people off. Let them know what you can offer in exchange for their time and make sure you'll deliver. Before long, they'll keep coming back for more. Yeah, this sounded like um, a podcast coach. It, it does sound like a podcast coach. Mm-hmm. I think it may have come from a Reddit article or something okay. from one of our peers, probably because it sounds good, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Oh, examples of this is we don't edit our show. We're just average guys talking about average topics, or our podcast sucks. So you know, or we're just podcasting for our mom and our dog. Mm-hmm. You know, um, or nobody listens to our show anyway. 
Yeah. Those kind of things. It's like, um, there was this other article that you can find in the description. These articles are really quick reads, by the way, uh, where they compare this to a restaurant. You know, mm -hmm. if you go to a restaurant and on the menu, it said, our food sucks, you know? Yeah. You got, it's all about really that, believing in yourself, having confidence mm -hmm. and knowing that you're serving a good purpose and that, that you're a badass that you're doing your podcast and that you're still doing the damn mm -hmm. thing, you know? Yeah, like we've been analyzing this kind of behavior among podcasters because we, we've seen it over and over like the, oh, I'm just not going to edit. Oh, my podcast sucks. Mm -hmm. Oh, like really people get paid for podcasting. Like, mm -hmm. oh, really? Like you have that amount of downloads? I only have a hundred or yeah, that, that, that kind of like it's not believing in yourself. And I think behind that, we came to the conclusion that there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear. And not, a lot of not fear of failing is like fear of what's coming after success. Yeah, almost it's even more fear of rising into more a different world. Rising and what the responsibility that comes from that. Because mm -hmm. if all of this, and if you put all out, if, if, if you put all your effort, if you invest money, if, if you, you wear your heart yourself, on your sleeve, if you like work so hard and then you, your audience doubles or triples or mm -hmm. you know, all of a sudden you have thousands of listeners, then that's a big commitment. Then what's next? And that, then you can't then quit. Then what's next? Then yeah. you can quit. Then you have to stop playing it low and step into your greatness, yeah. right? And really- and that's the fear that we all have. It is. That's it's a not, fear that everybody it's has. It's not fear that we're going to fail because I don't think it's failure. It's like- what comes after I achieve success. Yeah, that's really great. So don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid. It's great. Uh-huh, yeah. It's great. It's great. And step into your it's greatness. It's feel amazing. Step into your grace, your greatness too. And and you don't have to do it all alone. Like Steven said, you can hire a, a editor. You, you can, can hire, hire a social, social media, media manager. Person. You can hire a virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. And then you can sort of build a brand and build a company out of your yeah. podcast eventually. Just... Start taking yourself really seriously. And start investing. And start investing time and money and, and energy mm -hmm. and start believing in yourself. Yeah. But, no more self-deprecating yeah. comments. Say, I'm the greatest podcaster uh -huh. ever and this is the greatest show that you've ever listened to. Yes. Say it. Because that's the kind of show I do. Yeah. And that's the kind of show I produce. And that's the kind of show that people listen to. Mm -hmm. Number six, Inside Jokes. Talking about things that listeners can't see. Ooh, this is a this is a big one. Yeah, so that's we we lumped those together. Oh, okay. So, so I'm gonna read the first one. Yeah. I don't like inside jokes and the weird tangents that the hosts go on that are really related to the topic. <laughs> then number nine from that great article, and endure their in jokes with a guest or friend they've got on the show. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. And this is the next one. The idea that podcasters think that their inside jokes and production mishaps are as entertaining to their audiences as they are to them. I always believe this to be part of the no need to edit lie that podcasters sell themselves on to not to be bothered putting forth the effort. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Ooh. What I was just saying. Yeah. So the inside jokes, people. Yeah. Inside jokes, that goes along with tangents. And also, uh, you don't hold something up to your host and say, and start talking about an object that people can't yeah. see. No. Be as descriptive as possible. Uh -huh. Remember, like, sometimes we get caught up in the, oh, we're just going to have a conversation here and we just forget that this is for the public. Yeah. And that people are listening. And pe people are listening. Remember, Make sure that you give context so they can enjoy the, the joke with you or the story with you. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, okay. Okay. <laughs> 
Number seven, when hosts talk over each other. And the first comment, I'll read this one. The girls were speaking over each other and barely gave the others time to talk, and the subject changed every two seconds. Ooh. Um, listening to a podcast that involves a group of people talking and no one bothering to wait their turn to speak. Ooh. Ooh. When the hosts keep talking over each other, there's no point in listening if they're just going to do that. There are some shows that that's their shtick. That's what they do. But this is really, again, about, hey, is anybody listening to this? Do we think anybody's going to listen to this? And this gets into some problems that a lot of indie podcasters have, too. That's why we did an episode called Host Co-Host Therapy Mm -hmm. earlier on. You can find that uh, here where you're listening if you scroll back a bunch of episodes. And it's because, you know, you got to be assertive. It's about communication. And sometimes it can be hard to keep control of your show when you have guests on. so I think that that kind of speaks for itself. Try not to talk over each other. Try to be a good listener mm-hmm. as much as you are a speaker. And if you're going to be talking over each other, there's, there's never any problem with just pressing the stop button, having a quick little conversation, redirecting the interview, and then pressing record again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and take, allow the other person to finish the what they're saying. Yeah, and take control of your show. This is your podcast. Mm-hmm. Even if your guest is a celebrity, they're on your show, right? And I struggle with that. I'm constantly cutting you off and not letting you finish. You are, and people don't like it because you you start talking and you don't stop. I never stop. So I have to. It's true, it. and and but our audience doesn't. They don't get to see that because we edit that out. Yeah. So they just think you're mean. <laughs> you know, they don't like it. I like it when you interrupt me. If you never did, I mean, we'd be lost. <laughs> number eight. Sounding scripted, reading straight from Wikipedia or Google. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's just read one here. The ones where someone is obviously reading from a pre-written script. A lot of history podcasts do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So this is kind of a two thing. Uh, I'll cover the first one real quick. And it's just like, do some exercises, use accents, get outrageous so that you can teach yourself not to sound like you're reading or develop a really nice reading voice. Make sure that you're moving your hands and making big facial expressions, doing warm-ups, breathing exercises, motorboats, you know, things mm-hmm. like that before you start your podcast can really help with reading a script. Drink a lot of water, take a lot of breaks. Yeah. And then the thing that you could cover is the Wikipedia thing. Yeah, I know the that. Wikipedia thing, because that bothers me so much. And I want you to understand this, that your podcast listeners can go to Wikipedia and read the article, or they can just go find another podcast who is reading the same article and just listen from that podcast. What your podcast listeners are interested in is your take on things, your interpretation of the facts. Mm-hmm. If you are... um. If you're a history podcast, if you're a true crime podcast, you know, those those type of podcasts that have to uh, stick to the facts and read stories. And uh, another thing, too, is don't forget to cite your sources. That's very important. So according to this article I found in so-and-so, so I, according to this person, this is what happened. And it makes me think that maybe, you know, introduce your analysis, your takeaways, your mm-hmm. that what you think about the story, what you think about the whole situation. And that's what your listeners want to hear from you. Uh, just a different perspective. And I take away from the, a story that maybe they have listened a hundred times. Yeah. But or they just, themselves have read the article. I've read the article. Don't just read the whole article. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just don't read the whole article. And another thing is that don't go to Wikipedia and get that article and that's it. 
you are depriving yourself of finding a bunch of useful information and exciting facts that mm -hmm. your audience may appreciate. So try to go deeper in your research. Yeah, and a quick tip with that is just go to the bottom of the Wikipedia go page. Go to the bottom of the Wikipedia Where they page. have all their li uh, links and little sources that they're getting that information mm -hmm. from. Yeah, there are different services that you can subscribe to. Unfortunately, they're not for free, but they have peer review articles that you can they have a lot more credibility a lot because of more they're credibility. peer reviewed uh -huh. and you know especially if you're doing something that's argumentative or educational it's good to actually be pulling your sources from a lot of different places mm -hmm. um, even if they're all flimsy sources at least get five flimsy sources instead of one yeah. right okay number nine sneezing coughing eating drinking or mouse clicking or when your phone goes burping. off or burping veronica <laughs> okay so Number nine, I'll read this one. Okay. When they eat and drink in the mic. I can't believe they don't realize how rude and disgusting that is. Oh. The other one. Don't click the mouse when someone else is talking. Yep. All of that. Now, if- <laughs> I feel like I do a lot of, of those noises. Like, uh -huh. I, I'm a heavy breather. Yeah. The other and one- And I do that. The other one that can be bad is a lot of jewelry. And we could feel uncomfortable to ask them to take their jewelry off and- that's just a conversation you should have because, again, it's your podcast. Yeah, they clickety clickety. Uh -huh. And again, there's editing, but you can't edit out jewelry <laughs> usually because it's underneath so when they're I talking. So if I have ever offended you with my mouse, my mouse. Your mouse clicking. With my mouse clicking. Or even your mouth clicking. Or my mouth clicking. Mm -hmm. Or my heavy breathing. Mm -hmm. I apologize. And don't have, uh, the other thing with this too is you don't need to have outrageous, not outrageous, you don't need to have really grandiose standards that are going to cripple you from podcasting either or keep you from putting out episodes. So if you have episodes that have mouth clicks and jewelry sounds and things like that, that's fine. We, we all have those. You know, as you move forward, you're going to get better at catching those things, mm -hmm. right? And finally, number 10, too many opinions, not enough facts. Oof. Now this one probably goes more to like educational podcasts or you know, more of informative podcasts or things like that. A lot of podcasts are just opinion-based podcasts. So it's clear someone has only read a headline, but still had the nerve to bring up the topic to bolster whatever story or argument they were making. Ooh. Mm -hmm. And the next one, I hate when people in this internet age get basic ass facts wrong or go on for minutes trying to remember someone's name or some event instead of looking that shit up and being done with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if you're talking about facts, if you're talking about different things like that, it could upset people or annoy people. I don't think this is one is to think too is one to think too deeply into, but it's funny. yeah. But I think it comes down to editing, right? Mm -hmm. You can say, "Oh, I forgot that name. I'm just gonna stop it right here and go get it," mm -hmm. and then you like do a quick search on your phone. Find you find the name and then you come back and keep recording. Yeah. And this is going to your editor or if you're editing your podcast, then that way they don't need to know that you didn't remember the name. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you said there, Veronica, about how you can basically press stop and then press record a bunch because mm -hmm. that way you can, if you're giving it to an editor or even for yourself, you can actually just by pressing stop and record with a co-host and even with a guest, you can do that with Riverside and with Squadcast. Say, oh, I'm going to stop for a minute. We kind of went on a tangent there. I want to bring us back to where we should be and kind of interrupt the interview in that way. And these are all things that just kind of come with trial and error and doing it and mm -hmm. making mistakes and finding ways to get more efficient. Yeah, with your we're all learning. Workflow. We don't, I, I hope I, that you don't get discouraged and that you don't get sad with this no. episode. That wasn't our, our purpose. 
it just we just wanted to bring you an insight into your listeners' minds and yeah, this was really an episode uh, in the in the theme of market research. Mm-hmm. This is to try to get into the brains of the people who are listening to your podcast because a lot of them are very voyeuristic and they won't actually come out and tell you to your face what they don't like about your show. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you can get a hold of your listeners, if you can find a way to pick their brain and get constructive criticism, then definitely go for that too. But that can be a hard thing to find. Yeah. And that sums up this episode of the Pod Sound School podcast. Yes. Don't forget to follow us on social media. I'm on Instagram at Pod Sound School. And I'm also on Twitter at Pod Sound School. And we also have a YouTube channel where we post really fun videos every week that dive into all sorts of things with content creation and podcasting. It's a lot less talk shoppy like this one is. It's just sort of meant to be in almost like a podcast brainstorming session with Veronica and I and clients and students and things with to share any of our tips and wisdom, just kind of chat with you guys, our podskis about what we have going on here at the Pod Sound School and what we think could help you. So yes. hopefully you found this enjoyable. And if you're thinking about starting your podcast and you're feeling a little bit lost, then we have four premium online courses that can help you to get unstuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have two uh, programs that are dedicated to take you through the steps of creating a podcast. We have a podcast about audio production with Reaper. Yeah, how to be and a podcast editor. if you're editor. already a podcaster, and we have Smart Podcasting on YouTube. That program we feel very proud of. We partnered with Nick Neiman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's our YouTube coach. I mean, he's a YouTube wizard. Mm-hmm. And we'll teach you all of the things that you need to learn about how to podcast effectively on YouTube so you can get massive results. Yeah, massive results that they add gasoline to your podcasting mm-hmm. efforts. And then also they give you a lot more exposure in ways that you would never expect. Yeah. So hit mm-hmm. us up. We'll guide you. And we're always here to answer questions. If you have any questions about our courses or mm-hmm. our services, those are changing over time as we grow. Mm-hmm. We just did a company move. We went from living in the Midwest. We're now on the East side mm-hmm. so um, or the East Coast. So now things are going to change for us. Our business is continuing to grow. So if you ever have any questions, we'd love to answer them. We're yeah. really easy to get a hold of. So We miss mm-hmm. you. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye. And there you have it, Podski. What did you think of this episode? Slide into our DMs and let us know. We make this show for you, and we'll love to learn your feedback. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Sound School. Make sure you share a screenshot of this episode and tag us so we can give you some love on the Instas. Yeah, and if you're interested in our feedback, we do pod audits most Thursdays live in our Facebook community, Podcasting for Bosses. These are 30-minute coaching sessions where we dissect your podcast, your social media, and your content. You'll find the sign-up sheet inside the group, podsoundschool.com slash community. And until next time, happy happy casting, casting, amigos.